you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and this is episode 20 of The Savvy Psychologist. I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. We'll use the best of psychology to help you be happy healthy, and most importantly, yourself. Last week, we talked about healthy and less healthy ways of seeking solitude. In part two of this series, we'll discuss how to tell the difference between satisfied solitude and fearful avoidance, plus six ways to ease your social fears. If you're confused about the difference between rejuvenating solitude and fear-driven avoidance, here are four questions to ask yourself. Number one, how do you feel when the phone rings? Likewise, how do you feel when you're invited to an event? When someone wants your company, pay attention to your reaction. If you experience dread, resistance, or physical symptoms like a racing heart, shallow breathing, or a clenched stomach, these may be signs of social anxiety or past trauma. However, letting that call go to voicemail because you're immersed in something else or simply deciding not to answer the phone for a while, is intentional, not avoidant. Number two, when you get some time alone, how do you feel? If the answer is rejuvenated, energized, or otherwise positive, then rock on, my introverted friend. If the answer is relieved, look a little closer. I don't have to go to that party and feel awkward. I didn't have to talk to him. Poof, no one noticed I wasn't there. Relief in moderation is typical but consistently turning inward for relief may imply avoidance. Number three, if you feel like you can only be yourself when you're by yourself, here's a question. What would happen if others saw the real you? If the answer is something negative, then your job, your friends, your spouse, or whomever you're performing for might be a poor match for the real you, and a change may be in order. On the flip side, if you think the real you isn't safe to display, 
perhaps you believe you're broken, unlovable, or worthless, it may be time for some hard work with a qualified therapist you like and trust. Number four. Overall, the biggest question to ask is this. Does time spent alone keep you from living your life? If you crave solitude only to escape from the world, this might be a red flag. But if time on your own helps you live your life and you want to be alone because you're recharging your batteries, immersed in a solitary project, or you genuinely enjoy your own company, then close that door and do your thing. So whether social situations keep you from living your life or you just want to lessen the frequency of inevitable awkward moments, here are six tips to feel better. Tip number one, anticipating a worrisome social situation is almost always worse than the actual event. For example, after dreading the company holiday party for weeks, it may actually be a relief to walk through the door. Our brains are wired to jump to the worst case scenarios, so the alarm bells before a social situation are often louder than necessary. So try this experiment. The next time you reluctantly attend a party, have to speak in class or a meeting, or work up the courage to do something you usually avoid, contrast your expectations with the actual experience. Rate your pre-event dread with a number from 1 to 10. And then afterwards, rate how awkward or anxiety-provoking your actual experience was, also from 1 to 10. The anticipation rating, I thought it would be an 8 on the awkward scale, will likely be higher than the experience rating, but it was really more like a four. Our brains are great at coming up with potential catastrophes. Nobody will talk to me, but they seldom play out in reality. I stood around by myself for a few minutes, but then that guy from HR struck up a conversation I actually enjoyed. Simply realizing your alarm bells are set too loud may be a consolation the next time they go off. Tip number two, volunteer to be an event host. If suffering through a big family wedding, for example, makes you want to hide under the buffet table, ask whomever is in charge how you can help things run smoothly. Oftentimes, social awkwardness is alleviated by having a defined role. So asking attendees to sign the guest book gives you reason to circulate. Rounding up groups for photos provides you purpose. Playing a role allows you to practice approaching people, practice having eyes on you, and practice making requests. Invariably, this practice builds confidence. When you're ready, whether in a few hours or a few decades, you can transition to the ultimate role, yourself. Tip number three, push yourself a little. Both parts of this tip, push yourself and a little, are important. For instance, Marcus, the socially anxious college student from last week's podcast, might try asking a question in class in order to push himself. However, he should start small. He can push himself a little by first asking the TA a question after class, then asking the professor a question after class, then asking a question in an informal exam review, then in a 10-person seminar, and finally in a 100-person lecture. Likewise, for your own practice, inch into the water slowly. You don't have to do a cannonball. Tip number four, ask questions. Many people feel awkward in social situations because they feel they have nothing to say. So one helpful technique is to ask open-ended questions. So how did you two meet? Or I've been thinking of taking that course. How'd you like that professor? Or ask advice. I got a few vacation days to burn. You got any good weekend getaways? Or I'm reading this terrible book and I totally need another one. Any suggestions? 
Then, based on the answer, ask another question that takes the conversation deeper. Many people are delighted to talk about their lives and experiences and will thank you for the chance. Tip number five. The average American has two true friends, despite what you see on Facebook. And almost one in four find themselves without a social circle. If you're starting from scratch, have hope and take heart, knowing that you're not, well, alone. If you're wondering where to start, think about what you like to do. And if you're stumped there, think about what you like to do as a kid. Then, based on your answers, plug yourself into a small, recurring group with the same people, not a one-shot event or a huge city festival. For example, if you love to draw, take a small semester-long art class. If you love to run, join a community running club and attend the Tuesday evening runs religiously. If you love to read about dinosaurs, volunteer at the local museum, preferably on a shift with the same co-volunteers. The most important part is to keep showing up. Commit for at least a season, even if you're tempted to throw in the towel earlier. Tip number six. If you've determined that avoidance is a challenge you're facing, a good cognitive behavioral therapist can help you construct a plan to face your fears slowly and safely. In a nutshell, he or she will ask you to construct a hierarchy of things you avoid, from easiest to hardest. Then you'll work through them gradually, only moving on to the next level when you're ready. Time spent alone can be exhilarating or exhausting. Or, as better expressed by the great theologian Paul Tillich, language has created the word loneliness to express the pain of being alone. And it's created the word solitude to express the glory of being alone. With practice and some guts, you can experience the glory. If the Savvy Psychologist is useful to you, please let it be known by liking on Facebook, adding on Google+, or emailing a link to someone important in your life. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson. That's all for this week. A transcript of the podcast and references for studies I mention are always available on quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist. A final note, remember the Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes, and it doesn't substitute for psychiatric care or psychotherapy with a licensed professional. Names have been changed and details altered to protect privacy. Thanks for listening and see you next week for a happier, healthier mind. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The anxietycoachespodcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.